98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Steve Dunthorne. The headlines. The health minister insists she did listen to experts before telling civil servants to go back to work. Conservation groups raise the alarm about discarded face masks and fears grow that the coronavirus is spreading unmonitored in parts of the USA. The Secretary for Health, Sophia Chan, says the government consulted four members of its advisory committee about civil servants returning to the workplace from today. She said all agreed with the plan, but stressed the need for flexibility. Yesterday, the Centre for Health Protection said it wasn't consulted and voiced concerns about an increase in the spread of the coronavirus. Professor Chan says risks will increase if social distancing isn't continued. Obviously, everybody would have to be uh, very vigilant. Uh, for example, when they go to lunch, the appeal or the advice is, you know, not to have, you know, lunch together, perhaps uh, use more delivery uh, and not gather together. So the issue of social distancing is still, you know, something that is very important uh, for people to observe. Professor Paul Yip from the University of Hong Kong's Department of Social Work and Social Administration expressed surprise that the Centre for Health Protection wasn't consulted on the move. We have to resume life, but the other very major consideration is to ensure this transmission can be kept as small as possible. But in view of the epidemic the development, I am a bit surprised because I think, as you can see, in South Korea, in Japan, in Iran, I mean, there are a number of countries still at the early phase of the epidemic which have quite an exponential growth. So it is quite a concern. And also now there is a concern whether that infection now it has come back, uh, not only from China, from other places, I mean, to come back to Hong Kong. Some civil servants outside the central government headquarters said they had to bring their own surgical masks to wear and were worried about an increased risk of infection. My office does not provide the face masks to us because they said that our job duty is not open to public, so they do not provide the face masks. They need to protect our health first, then we can serve the public. The floating Jumbo Seafood restaurant in Aberdeen says it will close from tomorrow until further notice. It said only that this was due to the impact of the current situation. The outbreak of coronavirus has seen visitor numbers to Hong Kong drop dramatically. The restaurant in the Aberdeen Typhoon Shelter was built in 1976 and has hosted guests including Queen Elizabeth and the actors Tom Cruise and Chow Yun-Fat. Conservation groups say they're increasingly concerned about the number of discarded surgical masks being washed up on local beaches. Oceans Asia, which studies marine and microplastic pollution around the Soko Islands, said it found about 70 masks on a recent visit to the remote island south of Lantau. It was the first survey since the coronavirus outbreak began. Its founder, Gary Stokes, says it's not clear how they got there. Whether this is people just throwing them in from the harbour wall, whether this is somebody dumping trash into the ocean, whether this is being blown off of landfills. Obviously, they're very light. They can be blown quite easily. But, I mean, just seeing around Hong Kong, just even in the streets, you just see them, the surgical masks just thrown on the streets, stuffed down sides of bus seats when I've been on a bus. They are not being disposed of correctly. That's one thing for sure. U.S. health officials have confirmed a second person has died from the coronavirus, a man in his 70s with underlying health conditions. He died on Saturday. New York has also reported its first case, a woman in her late 30s who contracted the virus in Iran. Mainland authorities have reported 42 more coronavirus deaths, all in Hubei province, bringing its death toll to over 2,900.
There were also 202 new cases. South Korea reported four more deaths, taking its toll to 22, and nearly 500 new cases, taking its total to over 4,000. Scientists in the United States say the COVID-19 virus may have been spreading undetected in Washington state for the last six weeks, infecting up to 1,500 people. A state of emergency has been declared, but the US Vice President Mike Pence told NBC's Meet the Press programme there was no need to panic. We're leaning into this effort. It's all hands on deck because our, our effort here is to uh, do everything possible uh, to, to prevent the spread of the coronavirus. But other than in areas where there are individuals that have been infected with the coronavirus, people need to understand that for the average American, the risk does remain low. In other news, the Monetary Authority says the fund used to defend the city's financial stability earned about $260 billion last year, $13 billion more than its original estimate in January. Its chief executive, Eddie Yu, told LegCo's financial affairs panel that the exchange fund's return was close to its record level achieved in 2017, though final figures will not be available until May. Mr Yu said the HKMA was taking a more conservative approach now in light of the coronavirus outbreak. It's very hard to predict uh, what the exchange fund and how the exchange fund will do uh, in the current year, in the coming year. Uh, as I said, the uh, first two months have been very volatile because of the uh, coronavirus, and you've seen the equities markets going up and then significantly down. So we, we need to see how markets develop, but we will maintain a quite defensive uh, position uh, to ensure that we will continue to manage the exchange fund in a very prudent way. Mr Yu also said there was no evidence of significant capital outflows from the SAR over the past year, despite months of social unrest and the coronavirus outbreak. Uh, for the past few months and actually for the past year, uh, there has not been significant outflow from either Hong Kong dollar or the Hong Kong banking system. Financial stability uh, in Hong Kong is uh, maintained and we actually don't see uh, much outflows uh, from our system whether it's arising from the social unrest or arising from the current uh, coronavirus uh, situation. An Australian think tank says it has evidence that at least 80,000 Chinese Uyghurs have been sent to work in factories that make global brands. It believes this is the next phase in China's re-education of Muslim Uyghurs. Here's the BBC's Michael Bristow. The Australian Strategic Policy Institute says it found Uyghur workers in 27 factories in nine provinces. It said these employees had little option to refuse or escape these work placements. One of the international companies accused of benefiting from this labour, Nike, told the Washington Post that it upheld international labour standards. The think tank believes many workers were given their assignments after leaving detention in Xinjiang, where it's thought a million Uyghurs have been placed. If true, this allegation would represent a new aspect of China's attempt to dictate the lives of its Uyghur minority. The former South Bend, Indiana mayor, Pete Buttigieg, has announced he's ending his bid for the US presidency. The first openly gay candidate was introduced by his husband, Chester, to the cheering crowd in his hometown before he gave the news. Tonight, I am making the difficult decision to suspend my campaign for the presidency. I will no longer seek to be the 2020 Democratic nominee for president, but I will do everything in my power to ensure that we have a new Democratic president come January. 
Mr Buttigieg also said he'd ended the race in response to the need for a new kind of inclusive politics and a new generation of leadership. Despite a promising start, his campaign failed to gain momentum and his decision to drop out comes just ahead of what's known as Super Tuesday when 14 states hold primaries. The Greek government has announced it's suspending the processing of asylum applications. The move comes after several days of clashes at its land border with Turkey. Several thousand migrants are demanding to be allowed to cross after Turkey said it would no longer stop migrants who wanted to go to the European Union. Stelios Petsas, a spokesman for the Greek government, set out the measures that had been agreed. Firstly, the guarding of the country's eastern land and sea borders by the armed and security forces has been upgraded to the highest level in order to prevent illegal entry into the country. Secondly, the temporary suspension of all asylum applications from today and for one month for all those who enter the country illegally. Thirdly, the immediate return, whenever possible, of those who enter the country illegally to the country from which they arrived without registration. The Vatican is releasing documents today relating to the papacy of Pius XII, who led the Catholic Church during the Second World War. Pope Pius has been criticised for not speaking out against the Nazis and the Holocaust. But a Vatican official says the documents will show the Pope was, as he put it, a champion of humanity. Here's the BBC's Mark Lowen. Pius XII has been branded Hitler's Pope, the man who, critics say, during his leadership of the Catholic Church between 1939 and 1958, at best remained silent and at worst was complicit in the crimes of the Nazis. Vatican officials say he's been misrepresented and that behind the scenes the Pope helped shelter Jews in Italy and maintained contacts with the German resistance. From today, his record can finally be examined as the Vatican opens up the archives on his papacy to dozens of scholars who will pore over documents. The Swiss government has filed a, cr a criminal complaint over the CIA's alleged use of a major cryptography company as a front to spy on various countries. It refers to recent revelations that the Swiss firm Crypto AG was for decades secretly owned by the CIA and West German intelligence. The technology company made millions of dollars selling encryption devices to more than 120 countries. Greg Miller of the Washington Post broke the story. Crypto AG made encryption machines starting off. Initially, they were boxes of gears, but by the end, it was electronics and software. But they scrambled messages and they promised, this is a company that promised more than 120 countries around the world, we can keep your communications safe. All the while, it was secretly working with United States intelligence and doing the opposite. Share prices in Asia have reversed early losses after Japan's central bank promised to support markets disrupted by the coronavirus outbreak. In a rare emergency statement, the Bank of Japan's governor said it would provide sufficient liquidity to stabilise financial markets. Analysts say the central bank is signalling its readiness to inject funds. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 26.349. That's 225 points up on the previous close. Currency is the US dollar trading at 108.24 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 10 cents. The pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 97 cents. Now to sport, here's Atom Chung. We start with the Track Cycling World Championships in Berlin, where Sarah Lee came up short in her bid for double world title defense. 
The Hong Kong rider placed fourth in the Karen on the final day of competition. It follows a bronze medal finish in the sprint on Saturday. Both events were won by the 22-year-old German Emma Hinze, who's emerged as Lee's main rival in the quest for Olympic gold. Hinze won three titles in Berlin and is happy to be the favorite going into Tokyo 2020. I just think um, it's also positive um, because um, everyone knows that maybe I'm fast and they have some respect and yeah, for me it's um, like um, I have some confidence. Yeah. In cricket, New Zealand have completed a 2-0 series sweep of India after winning the second test by seven wickets in Christchurch within three days. India, who resumed the day at 90 for six, were all out for 124. New Zealand took 36 overs to reach their target of 132 runs. On to football, Manchester City have won their third English League Cup in a row after beating Aston Villa 2-1 at Wembley. The BBC's John Murray reports. Manchester City became the first team since Liverpool in the early 80s to win this trophy three years in a row. When they were 2-0 up after half an hour, it looked as though Pep Guardiola's team would cruise to a successful defence of their title. Sergio Aguero shot them ahead after 20 minutes from a header down by the excellent Phil Foden, who was named man of the match, and Rodri doubled the lead, heading in from a corner. However, a diving headed goal back for Villa just before half-time from Ali Samata changed things, and City needed a fine late save onto a post by Claudio Bravo from from an Engels header to see them through to this latest success. In the English Premier League, Wolves were 3-2 winners away at Tottenham. The win lifts Wolves up to sixth in the table. Everton and Manchester United play to a one-all draw. Real Madrid have won El Clasico by beating Barcelona 2-0 at the Bernabeu to move above their rivals and back to the top of the Spanish league table. Vinicius Jr. opened scoring before Mariano Diaz added a second goal in stoppage time. To the NBA and a big night for LeBron James who took on the star rookie Zion Williamson in a contest filled with highlights in New Orleans. LeBron had 34 points, 13 assists and 12 rebounds and the LA Lakers won on the road 122-114 to over the Pelicans. Williamson recorded a career-high 35 points and was outscored by James 19-17 to in the opening half. Elsewhere, the Denver Nuggets kept pace with the Lakers by beating the Toronto Raptors 133-118. to Toronto remains second in the East despite having now lost three in a row. And that's your look at sports. To end the news, the top stories once again. The health minister insists she did listen to experts before telling civil servants to go back to work. Conservation groups raise the alarm about discarded face masks. And fears grow that the coronavirus is spreading unmonitored in parts of the USA. The news from RTHK.
afternoon and welcome to the one two, one, two, three show. My name is Karen Ko and I'm sitting in for Noreen Mir again today this Monday afternoon and I'll be keeping you company until three o'clock. We have a busy show for you today. After 1.30, we're talking to spoken word poet and rapper Jasmine Dias about her craft, being a TEDx speaker and an event she's organizing this week. You might also even get to hear her rap live on air. And in our regular trash talk segment, Marcy Trent Long talks to Sean Chan from Southern Movers about waste no malls, waste no malls, and their efforts uh, on recycling in Hong Kong. That is coming up after 2.30 this afternoon. I hope you're enjoying what you're doing this afternoon. It's a bit of a cloudy day today. Uh, if you want to contact me, please feel free to send me an email. I'm on kohk at rthk.hk or on Facebook. You can find me there at Karen on Radio 3. So all that plus a lot of great music. Including this one from Sister Sledge. Of course, it's thinking of you. (laughs) 